Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, but I'm not alone. The full cast of doctrinaires are with me. English Nick is here. Good day, sir. He's got a green card. That makes him dangerous. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter to you, my friend. Autumn Fisher is with us. Hello. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Happy Easter, everybody. After his week on Vero Beach, which we cannot get into because this is a family show. But it turns (laughs) out that he had himself some fun. Do you guys like my Easter shirt today? I'm wearing yellow. It's very appropriate. It's very festive. I think it looks like I'm wearing a tablecloth, but my wife told me. (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't it look like I'm wearing a you're, tablecloth? You're a walking table. <laughs> I'm an Easter tablecloth, but my wife There's told gonna be, me. A family's going to come and put sandwiches on you. Yes, and yes, and lemonade. I will oblige. That's my. That's what I do every Easter for people. They're allowed to uh, picnic on my back. I want to spill some coffee on you right now. Get a stain on there, too. <laughs> I think I already did that. But I cannot touch, and I know this is radio, and people can't see this, and she's not on TV that much anymore. But uh, Monica Kaufman-Pearson does a Sunday show in this building and I we see each other every week and she is dressed like just like the Easter queen it's it's beautiful i had to hover <laughs> and let her i mean she just Monica is one of those people that when you see her, you get happy. Yeah. That's just I a, know. She is so, so pleasant. Yeah. And, and, and it's a natural thing. And then she walked in today with this hat and the purple out. It was just fantastic. <laughs> just, if Prince was uh, an award winning anchor of television news in Atlanta, this is the outfit that. Uh, <laughs> Prince would have worn today. Just absolutely adorable. She's so. been the queen Monica's of Easter. Monica's like six feet taller than him. Yes, yes. She towers over him. Yes. She's been the queen of Easter for a very long time now, officially. Yes, so, you as know. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, mean, I wish I had that. I wish I could walk into a room and just brighten it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, today, I, I know that I don't. Uh, well, today, today because you are. of the linen that I'm wearing, yes. But I mean, I just don't know. I know that when I walk into a room, people are kind of like divided. Like, oh, no. Like, so half of them are happy to it's see me. It's that guy. Again. Oh no! Here he comes. Yeah, it's it's mostly the just that sound. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, she's never heard that sound, but she walks into a room. She's just absolutely radiant. I don't. You have to be born with it, I guess. So, welcome to the Von Hessler Doctrine. Happy Easter! If you're new to our program, we start every week just like this. Headlines of the week. All right, Jared Yamamoto. I happen to know for a fact he's just. This is new. The first story is new which means Jared just got it inside of his brain. There's a chance, there is a chance that during the delivery, this will make no sense. But look, don't go away, because I will explain it to you. And also, also, there's a caveat here for our uh, headlines of the day. We're going to do Campaign Chaos, a segment in the next half hour. So we're going to move all of the, uh, all the headlines concerning the campaign, presidential campaign and all that nonsense, into the next half hour. So outside of the campaign... What's going on? So this is a breaking update from Tuesday's terrorist attacks in Brussels, where a march against fear was called off earlier today after authorities... Due to uh, violence. Just say it. A march... march, See, he never gets the headline. A a march against fear was called (laughs) off due to violence, not from the other side, but from the crowd itself that was marching against fear. The group... uh, confronted some Muslim women and gave them Nazi salutes and chants. So well, it was that's- mostly, I think there were people in the crowd that were 
described as soccer hooligans. Now, these are Belgian soccer hooligans, but English Nick here, out of all of us, knows. I know the, what hooligans are. Yeah, the soccer yeah. hooligans. Oh, Arsenal, yeah. oh, mate. Come yeah. on. Not all Arsenal fans are hooligans. They're I'm not just saying dumb. that. But, They're yeah. just dumb. You get, there's a hooligan element. Like you saw it yesterday in the Germany England game. Yeah. End of the game, England beat Germany. They're there with their shirts off, giving the V <laughs> sign, and I'm not talking about victory. No, you're not. No, it's <laughs> the, the other way around. Hooligans always seem to be chanting something that I yeah. can't figure out what they're saying. Joy, 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 joy. But uh, you know, there's an app for that now. There's an app. You just put it up to your television, and it, it translates hooliganism. It's 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 just uh, it's it's just they're just anarchists. Yeah, the way that I look at it, no matter where they are in Belgium, Belgians. You know, the police tried to get demonstrators. Not dem- they they wanted to do this march and. Because they feel bad, so basically they want to have a vigil. Yeah, march against for, fear for those that uh, that were that, that were that were killed. And the 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 problem is the police have been saying for days, please don't do this because we don't we have limited resources and we're still trying to catch these people. You've seen these raids that have gone on for the last few days, and they only have a limited amount of time after they picked up that guy and then the evidence that is uh, the forensics that are around the bombings in the airport and in the, in, the, in the subway. And they only have a limited amount of time to try to put all these pieces together. They don't have a big police department. They don't really have, they're outmatched by ISIS. So they ask the demonstrators, can you put this off for a couple of weeks? Because if you demonstrate or have your vigil, we have to have cops there. And every cop that's there isn't on the case trying to get things done. I guess they said, nah, we don't care about that. We're going to have our, our, our march against fear. And then the hooligans show up, and they probably don't even know anything was bombed. If they're if they're soccer hooligans, yeah. they've probably been drunk since last sen- Sunday, and they have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I just saw a crowd, mate. I just saw a crowd crowding around. Burn it. Burn Let's it. burn the crowd down I, to the ground. I don't like peaceful people. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Why are we doing London accents? They're Belgians. Because, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> How do you do a French hooligan? Uh, do it. Uh, well, I don't, uh, it is... It is Alibali so stupid. There you, there you go. go. There's something uh, like that. Something. <laughs> something like that. So you know, but if you look at this investigation, you know, people like me, I'm always, I'm always saying, look, if I could blink my eyes and there would be a John Lennon peaceful world, I'd go for it. I'd go for it in a second. But I've known for a long time that these uh, ISIS types, Al Qaeda before them, whoever's going to come after them, the whole jihadist, are looking to cause way more destruction than they already have. But if you, if you tell people that from a microphone, you're labeled a fear monger, and there's a large part of the population or anybody listening who just tunes you out. This guy loves war, apparently. He just wants to go to war. Well, we've got some stories coming out of Belgium. First of all, when they went and got all of their stuff, they realized that they had spent a good amount of time doing reconnaissance on nuclear power plant in, in Belgium. And, and, and also getting uh, – there's an idea that maybe they were going to abduct – one of the main people from there, and I don't know what they were going to ask for. Yeah, security badge was missing yeah. from a that's nuclear a diff- power plant. That's different than this. Oh, wow. Now, now they found out that uh, a, a guard was killed, his badge was taken. We don't know exactly what they're trying to do. I, I, I find it very difficult to believe that you just walk into a nuclear power plant and go, give me some nukes, and you walk out with them. I'm not exactly sure what their plans were, but I've said over and over again, look, we have to wipe ISIS out. We have to wipe out, and then you'll kind of, well, something else will pop up, and I will say, we have to wipe that out. And the reason that we have to do that is because, here it comes, half of you can turn me off because I'm a fear monger, <laughs> they do have nuclear ambitions. They may be smaller nuclear ambitions now, I'm sure now they're looking for something they can smear over a bomb 
and have a dirty bomb. But the thing that people don't seem to understand, and I don't want to, I don't want to upset the uh, millennial brunches that are going on right now. <laughs> but I got a clue for you that you may not be thinking about. The future is not two years from now. The future is not five years from now. The future is 25 years from now. The future is 50 years from now. And we know through intent and will that these jihadists, if I'll put on, if I'll strap on a bomb that is full of nails and kill myself, I'll strap on a new, this is going to become easier and easier to get as proliferation. We've seen through a lot of this stuff, they're trying to buy stuff on the black market. I'm not exactly sure how that works. I I, I just think about like nukes, like in bars that you can pick up. You can't do that. But the fact of the matter is that they want to use that stuff against us. And even if we're 15 years away from them being able to do that, it is upon, it's on us to stop it now. So there you go. There's your guy behind the mic who's a fear monger and a war monger. He's just a monger. He just likes mongering. That's his favorite thing. I don't even know what mongering means. But apparently <laughs> I'm one of those people. But the truth is... You have to knock it out now before they get close to it. I'm not a nuclear expert, but I know that that's what they want. And if at first they just smear it over a, a, a regular bomb and call it a dirty bomb, that's what they'll do. And then further on, they'll go, I don't know what, I don't know what the millennial generation, I don't know what most Americans think. Of, I don't know what the president thinks about this. Just, this is manageable. This is the new normal. Wake up, America. You're just going to have to deal with the fact that once every six to ten weeks there's going to be a thing and a bunch of people are going to die, but it's manageable. I don't believe it's manageable when you know that they want more and more and more, and they want their acts to be more and more spectacular. I talked about this on Wednesday when I filled in uh, for Hannity. These guys are putting on a show. You can't forget that. The stuff that grosses us out, that is their art. They're like shock jocks on the world stage. And once you do that, you have to continually escalate what you do. Otherwise, people are no longer shocked by what you do. So they're constantly meeting to figure out ways to put on this show, this spectacular that they have going. And each episode has to become more and more shocking or else it doesn't work after a while we just get used to it the the human brain acclimates and you go oh okay well i guess that's going on so they will continue to up the ante until we stop them and we have to stop them and i'm not saying that it's we just go it's all our force that's one way to do it but what i would like to see from the president other world leaders is an absolute worldwide free nations strategy of how we're going to end it. Not contain it, not maintain it, not keep it in check. I want a worldwide strategy led by once the leader of the world, the United States of America, telling us how we're going to end it. That should be our goal, to end it. All right, we got more headlines and we will get to them when we return.
The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I am Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's English Nick. That's Autumn Fisher. Stones playing. You know, Stones play Cuba. I saw that. It was on Friday. Five hundred thousand people. Real. Wow. I read. I read some reports out of there. First of all, from some people who saw it, said that the, that obviously in Cuba, this is like the first time you've been able to gather together for anything other than telling the Castro brothers how great they are. Usually, if you're if you're allowed to gather in public, right. it's to just exalt the state and the revolution, and that's it. So it's like new to them to be able to gather half a million people just to listen to. Uh, music, you know, and apparently getting into the place, they're <laughs> lucky that people didn't get killed. I was reading, I follow a tech guy who was there, and he was talking about how literally it was like one gate. Everybody had to go through one gate, and it just got to turn into a crazy mob scene, and he's saying it's a good thing the Cuban people are just patient by nature. Otherwise, this would have turned into just a melee, but... Uh, I, what I don't understand is they say that the Stones, it's been illegal. To, to listen to it. To listen to the Stones. In so Cuba. how do they know the songs? How do they know the songs? <laughs> like most of them probably didn't even know the songs. Some of them did. I mean, I, can you imagine living in a country where you might go to jail because you have a Rolling Stones record? No. It's, I mean, well, we villainize North Korea so much. Why aren't we villainizing Cuba that much? Well, you have to remember, we have had an embargo on Cuba for the last uh, <laughs> 60 years or something. So right, it's not as if we not, haven't villainized not, them. I think we have no, villainized them. we're not them. treating uh, Castro as like the crazy lunatic that we think that um, Kim whatever is. Well, you need to go back to the 60s when, we he, was, did. when he was acting like I a crazy so. lunatic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know because I'm so young. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's uh, <laughs> Melanie, the millennial blogger, does not know her, her She history. doesn't know any stones. Everything, everything started. Everything started two years ago. Stone Temple Pilots are like the uh, best band. Uh, <laughs> there you go. A little something called the Cuban Missile Crisis. You might want to look into it, Autumn. But there was a time. No, I know that. There was a time. All right, I don't need to teach you about history in front of all these people. You're embarrassing me. I know about the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> you know what? You know what I thought was interesting was the uh, 500,000 people had one gate. Each member of the Rolling Stone had their own gate. Yes, of course. They yeah, came through five different gates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they talk to each other anymore. But. Uh, so I, it's, to me, it's just weird. Like everybody showed up. Really, maybe a bunch of them were Stones fans, but I think in Cuba it was like, I can't believe that we're allowed to actually just go listen to music like this. And we, there's not going to be one speech. You know, Fidel Castro. He's one of those guys when he was when he was in charge. He would give speeches that lasted hours. Uh, you're standing there, and it's like two and a half hours into a speech on a hot sunny day, and you don't want to be the first one to faint and fall away because, no. so, oh, well, you're not really into the revolution. Uh, we're going to have to, okay, there you go. Look at that guy. He fainted. Uh, he's not really into it. So I, I, think, I think rock and roll diplomacy is a good thing. I think it's good for them to go there. But I hear they only did two hours. Well, it was a free show. So Mick, yeah. Mick was probably like, look, yeah, boys. Cut it off, hey. We're, we're, this is, they're getting it for nothing. They so let's only, do a short one. You only do so, they just so wanted much. a trip to Cuba. <laughs> they're communists. They're two hours. That's, a, that's, a, that's enough for yeah. them. So, yeah, it's a pretty short. Uh, usually when you see those, two and a half. Yeah. Somewhere in there. But uh, Mick and the boys uh, didn't give it their all. So. That music right there tells me I don't have time for another headline. Aww. And look at Jerry. It's a good story, too. We want to talk a little bit about March Madness. But before we get to uh, WTF, oh, no, no, the Campaign Chaos, which is next. Read your notes, Eric. Campaign Chaos is next. I do want to get into March Madness because I see you have your Tar Heels thing on. And That's right. I sense you're a Fairweather fan. We'll get <laughs> into Rock that Carolina. And other things next.
Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And guess what? In this Sunday's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a profile of our very own Eric Erickson, WSB's Uh Eric Erickson, and a rap on the just-ended legislative session. Was that Sine Die? I believe so. Sine Die! (laughs) Sounds like like something from the deer hunter, but I guess it's not. It means (laughs) the last day for legislation. Sine Die! Sine Sine Die! All right. <laughs> so before we get to campaign chaos, happy Easter, everybody. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. What's up? That's English Nick. Hello. That's Alan Fisher. Uh, I, get me up to date here with uh, March Madness. You know, I have not really been watching much of this March Madness, and everybody says it's the best ever. So that's just my luck. The yeah. one that I skip is supposedly the best ever. I did watch Villanova uh, knock out Kansas last night. So where do we stand? Very quick. So we have four ACC teams playing now. You've got North Carolina. That's Notre- amazing, right? It, it, it is. It's the, insane. I mean, yeah. uh, of the Elite Eight teams, four, half of them were from the ACC. It's I still insane. think of my Orange Men as the Big East, but they changed to ACC a few years back, so I guess I have to deal with it. Right. Well, so you guys are now part of the good guys now. So mm. North Carolina, Notre Dame, Syracuse, and Virginia are all going to try to join Villanova and Oklahoma in the Final Four. And these uh, games start this afternoon and go into the... Yeah, game. I think one's at 8.30 and the one's at 9.30. So they're on two different networks. I don't know what? why they I don't know what? why they did that. I you know, can't though. be right. Jared, you have given me false information before. I'm almost 100% I, you're sure. Almost, you come on these WSB airwaves <laughs> with I am almost 100% sure. You want to know why How I'm outraged? dare you? I'm outraged with this because the North Carolina game is on TV. TBS tonight, yeah. and I don't have TBS on my basic cable package Well, at home. you should be outraged and get a raise here at WSB <laughs> so that you can afford. Like, there aren't ways to find it. They're all available online. You go to the NCAA March Madness app. I'll let them watch it on the app. Yeah, you can watch it. Yeah, watch it on your phone. That's really good. You really see what's going on on the, on the court, watching it on your phone. <laughs> I, I know nothing about uh, college basketball. Are there hooligans No, college it, basketball? Not really. Not no. like your English soccer uh. hooligans. No, I mean, there are... God, Syracuse, God! We call it Ne'er do wells. There are uh, a few ne'er do wells, but I wouldn't say that you have hooliganism like the way that uh, I got you. you know. It's like if you're walking, well, it's indoor anyway. But if it were outdoor, yeah, you know what happens if you're walking around the stadium and people are angry and they have to relieve themselves. Eric you know, is mostly just afraid of the outdoors. Yeah, I like you indoor. know what happens on the outdoors. So right, I like them. indoor things. I do like <laughs> indoor things. All right, there's a lot going on in this ridiculous presidential campaign, so it's time for. I've decided I'm a candidate for president of the United States. I am running for president of the United States. Thank you all. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for president of the United States. Campaign chaos. I guess we're kind of lucky. I, I thought that that would—I haven't heard that imager in a while, and I thought it would just be a graveyard of candidates. But really, only Jeb Bush there at the top, and the rest are kind of in there, right? Poor Jeb. Oh, get over it. Oh, <laughs> get over it. You vanilla person, Jared Yamamoto. Get over it. <laughs> Jeb Bush is gone. Uh, all right. So what, last night we had, I didn't even realize that the Democrats had a bunch of states, caucuses, all of them, yeah, right? Yeah, they did. And Bernie Sanders did really well. He swept Washington State, Alaska, and Hawaii. They were all caucuses. So he yeah. won all He does of them. really well in caucuses, which I, is that's when people get together and they have coffee and they talk about things. And in primaries where people just go in and vote, Clinton Walks. I don't know. That's quite, very true. I don't really point. understand why that is. Maybe it's just uh, there's more of like a 
union gathering mentality because you got you have to be committed to go into a caucus. They're usually at least two hours. In some states, they're four or five hours. Primary, you walk in, you just vote, you leave. So maybe you get more of the people who are more committed, the Bernie Sanders type. That well, not to there. mention you got to commit two hours of your Saturday too. Yeah. So I think that the Bernie Sanders supporters are the ones that represent the far left, and the yeah. far left are the ones that are you know diehard Democrats. Isn't that, that gonna, what I just said? Yes, I know. But did, I mean, he, did he not just repeat? Now let me he get this straight. This guy had explained it to you. Yeah. The caucus is two hours. Yes. You have to waste two hours. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Now, now you're repeating you said, him. That, <laughs> yes. And the primary, you just go straight. Yeah. Okay. So now that we got that straight. <laughs> so uh, Bernie Sanders, I think he was in Seattle or something. You knew Washington State. I mean, Seattle, you've got to be kidding me. That's the most progressive town in America, more than Berkeley. I mean, this is the most progressive place in America. So uh, I think he was there, so one of these states. And the crowd went crazy because some stupid bird landed on the stage like it was some sign from heaven. A dove. Which none of them believe in. It wasn't even a dove. He had to act like it was a little, I don't know, what an ugly little gray bird. Starling. I know it doesn't look like it, but that bird is really a dove asking us for world peace. No more wars. Really? This guy's 74 years old. No more wars. Oh, that, my God. That is, the emptiest, that is the emptiest statement, no more wars. And I'm for no more wars, too. In order to get there, everybody has to agree upon it, or you have to be the first one to turn the other cheek. Like, well, they took our land, but eh, I don't believe in war, so let uh, them have it. Yeah, the problem but, is ISIS believes yeah, in war. That's right. Yeah. Hillary, you got, Hillary got stomped. Got stumped. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna it's do? So annoying because we know it's all rigged. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be the candidate. So just let's all get over it. Old grandpa's not gonna make it. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> all, all right. And grandma's gonna be in the seat. Yeah. Well, you don't have birds landing and doves of peace that are on hey, part of your thing. Listen, I've had a lot of birds fly to me before. <laughs> One, in fact, was a American bald eagle. <laughs> but do I go around talking about it and saying that it's a sign from I don't know who saying that I should know? No, you don't. I You're... just quietly accept nature that flocks to me. You know, when I go outside and I take a long stroll with my granddaughter, mm-hmm. butterflies just fly and land on my finger. No, there's no cameras there. There's no cameras to pick it up. No, I'm not trying to show off that I'm one with nature and that the, the universe wants me to be the next female president of the United States of America. The universe. <laughs> I guess everyone, well, you know, look, you had a bad night. I don't night. need to brag about it to these millennials. Yeah, well, you can't get the millennials, obviously. you got to deal with Bernie still. Maybe you have it in the bag, but you don't really have it in the bag. That's in the bag. You know how this all works. It's all rigged. I'm a woman, and I'm running for president. We had the black guy. Yeah. Let's bring in the ladies. Okay. All right. So that's basically all it is to you, huh? We've had a ton of grandpas in, as a president, all right? Yeah, yeah. It's time for a lady grandma. You know, I just I read somewhere, I didn't know this, that if it, if, uh, if it ends up being you versus Trump, it will be the oldest presidential contest ever when you put the two candidates ages together it'll be the oldest ever in american history well (laughs) you know i don't talk about my age because i'm a lady yeah i know but (laughs) but 
But you can go to hillaryclinton.com.org.gov to find out more information and donate to my campaign. All right. And get a pin. We'll send you a pin in the mail and you can wear it proudly on your shoulder. That sounds fantastic. But I got to get to the other stories in the campaign because there's a lot of stuff going on between the wives and the, you know. It's meaningless because I'll be the candidate. So just go ahead. Waste your time. Okay. Well, I don't think you're going to be the Republican candidate. We're going to cover the Republican candidate. Yeah. So Ted Cruz has accused Donald Trump of planting this national inquirer affair story that went viral on Friday. This thing is a mess. Now, okay. Now, the, 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 the affair story isn't just one affair. The story of National Enquirer is that he had like five, five mistresses. One of them supposedly is the woman that I see speaking for Trump all the time on Fox. Because she used to really? be. Yeah, she used to be a spokesperson for the Cruz senatorial campaign. And then there's somebody else who has a cross link to one of the, like, one of uh, Rubio's people or something. Because, you know, these spokespeople, they're. They, they're they're around forever. So they're around through many different campaigns. And it's they're a little available. incestuous, right? Yeah, so it's, they all know each other, even on each side, Republican and Democrat. They all they all know each other. So I don't know if it's true, but uh, Cruz Cruz denies it. National Enquirer story is garbage. It is complete and utter lies. It is a tabloid smear, and it is a smear that has come from Donald Trump and his henchmen. Which I don't understand how he could be saying that because one of the people implicated in the story is this woman who is currently a spokesperson for Trump, and she has said, no, it's not true. A couple of different women have come out and said it isn't true. And this is like, it's hard to keep up with how nasty this Republican campaign is becoming because this is the story after the wives going after each other. The, the wives were pitted against one another. And I have to play this audio again that we were playing back on Wednesday. <laughs> My favorite moment, I would say, probably of the campaign so far. So uh, how does this all start? Some group that supports uh, Cruz that he says he doesn't know anything about, they run a picture of Melania uh, in her nude thing that she did for G- GQ. On a rug. Uh, on a rug. And they say, this, could, you know, this is going to be your first lady unless you vote for Cruz. Uh, uh, Donald gets upset about that and he says, hey, you better watch it, Ted Cruz, or I'll spill the beans on your wife, which there is some history there. I won't go into it now. And so then, <laughs> then Ted Cruz walks out and he says this. I mean, just as honest and dead into the camera as you can. If Donald wants to get in the character fight, he's better off sticking with me because Heidi is way out of his league. Okay, good line, right? Good line. <laughs> Except that there was a movie called The American President with Michael Douglas. If you want a character to debate, Bob, you better stick with me. Because Sidney Ellen Wade is way out of your league. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> hilarious. If Donald wants to get in the character fight, he's better off sticking with me because Heidi is way out of his league. Do you want a character to debate, Bob? You better stick with me, because Sidney Ellen Wade is way out of your league. I tell you something. (laughs) I wish Michael Douglas was running for president. He sounds so much more presidential than Trump and Cruz. 
I just think it's it's really look. I'm telling you. I'll tell you right though. This thing has gotten so ridiculous. I've told people. I am your best correspondent for the rest of this. I have no skin in the game. I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for Cruz. I'm not voting for Hillary. I have protest vote all the way out. Whoever the libertarians put up there. Gary Johnson. Whatever. If it's him, it's him. I will, I will just a total protest vote. So when you listen to Eric Von Hessler, you're listening to somebody who has no skin in the game. This is a spectacle, and I'm covering it as a spectacle. But don't think you didn't just learn something about Ted Cruz there. Don't think you didn't just, he delivered that line into the camera like he was Clint Eastwood and it was, he's, Donald Trump's crazy and this, that, and the other. Cruz is full of it. I'm here to tell you. All right. When we return, we'll get a couple more stories concerning campaign chaos. Said a joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5.
and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared. That's English Nick. That's Autumn Fisher. We're in the middle of campaign chaos. That segment, of course, we're talking about uh, Ted Cruz and Donald Trump going back and forth about their wives, and then this National Enquirer story that uh, that says uh, that apparently he has five mistresses. Cruz Cruz denies it. Of course, one more time, we have to listen to first Ted Cruz telling Donald Trump to back off. If Donald wants to get in a character fight, he's better off sticking with me because Heidi is way out of his league. And then Michael Douglas in The American President telling Donald Trump to back off. If you want a character to debate, Bob, you better stick with me because Sidney Ellen Wade is way out of your league. So then on top of all of this, <laughs> on top of all of this stuff, uh, but between the National Enquirer and this, and then at one point, Donald Trump, uh, found an unflattering picture of Heidi Cruz, is, who's a fine-looking woman. There's nothing. But he found an unflattering picture of her, put it next to a picture of, like, the most flattering picture of his wife he could find, and sent that out, like, to, no need to deal with this or whatever. And then Ted Cruz, I don't know what movie you got this one from. But. It's not easy to tick me off. I don't get angry often. But you mess with my wife, you mess with my kids, that'll do it every time. Donald, you're a sniveling coward, and leave Heidi the hell alone. Donald, you're a sniveling coward, and leave Heidi the hell alone. Wow. What this has to do with fighting ISIS or you doing away with the $19 trillion in debt that we have, I do not know. But uh, Donald Trump denies that he was behind the National Enquirer story, I believe. That super PAC is very friendly to... Oh, no, what he's talking about is that uh, uh, Cruz has said that hit that super PAC that ran... The picture of Donald's wife wasn't really affiliated yes. with him. So. Ted Cruz, he knew all about it, a hundred percent. So he started it. I didn't start it. Oh, we we don't have time to get to the gun story. Very quickly, tell me what they want to do with uh, the Republican National Convention. Over twenty five thousand people have signed a petition, Eric, to allow guns at the Republican National Convention. Uh. So maybe we need some guns <laughs> again, after folks, what's going on here. Again, folks. Again, folks. I'm your most trusted source because this is just a spectacle to me. I'm not voting for any of these people. <laughs> I'm all for the Second Amendment, but given the way this Republican primary has gone so far, I don't know that we want everyone armed at the Talk convention. about my wife. Oh, boy. I know Cruz is going to bring his own gun. <laughs> all right. little WTF from that voice you just heard, Autumn Fisher, when we return. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.